0: There are so many ways you can support H.U.G. All you have to do is visit our website, heartsunitetheglobe.com, to see how you, too, can help empower, educate, and enrich the lives of individuals in the CHD and bereaved communities. Thank you all for your continued support.
1: Just imagine how you would feel if your child goes into cardiac arrest on the playing field because of an undiagnosed heart condition.
0: Welcome to Heart to Heart with Anna. I am Anna Jaworski and the host of this program. This is the sixth episode of season 13. Today's show is entitled Championship Hearts Foundation 2019 Heartbeats and Heroes Gala. And we have two special guests for you today. Michelle Garcia is the executive director of Championship Hearts Foundation. And Lisa Caruar is a member of the Championship Hearts Foundation Board of Directors. I've talked about this amazing organization in the past, but this is the first time I'm actually interviewing members of the organization on Heart to Heart with Anna. For those of you who don't know, Championships Heart Foundation, or CHF, is a Texas-based nonprofit agency focused on the prevention of sudden cardiac death by screening active teens for hypertrophic cardiomyopathy, or HCM and other cardiac anomalies. They want to lead the nation in cost-effective heart screenings for youth through scientific research, community and professional education, and outreach and advocacy for making participation in sports safe. Welcome to Heart to Heart with Anna, Michelle Garcia. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Well, I am happy to talk about this with you. Let's go ahead and start by talking about the gala that will be happening during Heart Month, which is February, for those of you who don't know. Why don't you go ahead and give us the details about the gala?
2: Sure. The annual Heartbeats and Heroes Gala provides a beautiful evening for folks to go out with friends to recognize those making an impact in adolescent cardiology initiatives, and it also raises critical funds needed to continue the programs of Championship Hearts Foundation. And those include our free heart screenings for high school students, awareness and education about sudden cardiac arrest and heart disease in the adolescent population, and our research project called the Texas Adolescent Athlete Heart Screening Registry, which gathers information for researchers to use in trying to find some of the causes of these conditions in this population. The gala coming up in February is a wonderful time to get together to celebrate the things that are going on in our research. And our keynote speaker this year is Dr. Charles Frazier, a pediatric and adult congenital heart surgeon at the Texas Center for Pediatric and Congenital Heart Disease here in Austin. And we're just super thrilled to have him. We are looking forward to his message. He's going to share some visions of what he sees happening in the world of pediatric cardiology. And we actually pulled a theme for our event, The Future is Bright, Mm. from some of the things he wants to share with us. So we are just thrilled to have him on board for that. That's great. The evening promises to be a lot of fun for everyone there with some entertainment, a silent auction, of course, and just a great time to be out with friends.
0: Oh, that sounds wonderful. I know those of us who live in the Central Texas area have been a little concerned over the last couple of decades because we haven't had a notable heart surgeon to do complex congenital heart surgeries. And so most of us, like for me with my son, we had to go to San Antonio. A lot of people end up going to Houston, going to Dallas. So it's really exciting that Dr. Frazier is now in the Central Texas area. And the fact that he's working with Championship Hearts Foundation is a very promising sign to me because that validates what you're doing with your organization. And hopefully it will make a nice partnership between the Championship Hearts Foundation and what's happening at Dell Children's Hospital.
2: Yes, yes, we think so too. So for those folks who want to be there on February 16th and hear what Dr. Frazier has to say to meet him, tickets and sponsor opportunities are available on our website, and that's champhearts.org. Just follow the icons for the Heartbeats and Heroes event, and you'll get to that ticketing page.
0: Great. And I will make sure that Brenda, the webmaster for HUG, puts a button underneath the link for the show and it'll take you straight to that place so you can get tickets the money is all going to a great cause and you get to hear a great surgeon in the reckoning plus silent auction music sounds great
2: (laughs) we're looking forward to it
0: well tell us about what the mission for championship hearts foundation is
2: Well, you touched on it earlier, Anna, when you said we want to lead the nation in cost-effective heart screenings, and that is so, so important. Our heart screenings are for students that are not just athletes, all students 14 to 18, and we provide these screenings free. They're kept free through fundraisers such as the gala that's coming up so that we don't have to ask a student coming in the door to pay for that service. The screening that we do involves taking vitals and performing both a 12-lead ECG and a limited echocardiogram, and the value of that screening is over $700. We just would like people to know that we're doing a very scientifically-based screening, something that's going to give them good medical information for their student as well as for their extended family.
0: I love that. That's awesome. Why is it important to you, Michelle, to work with the CHF and to be part of the gala?
2: Well, I came on board, I guess, 11 years ago as a volunteer to manage a specific project and got more and more involved and decided to hang around. They actually invited me to become their executive director back in 2007. And I've just enjoyed my time there, not only from the perspective of producing these wonderful screenings and the value for the community, but also to see the appreciation in the eyes of those parents who come through our screenings on Saturday mornings, thinking that it's going to be a simple stethoscope test and just being amazed at the technology that's being used to really take a peek inside these hearts and do something that's so much more than the standard sports or pre-participation physical examination. Mm -hmm. And To see that appreciation and to know that we've done our job is so very, very fulfilling.
0: Oh, I can't agree enough. For 13 years, I was worried that my older son might have some minor heart defect that was undetected. But after I talked to the pediatrician, he said, because my son didn't exhibit any overt characteristics of a heart condition, they wouldn't do any in-depth testing. And then my son earned a first-degree black belt, and then he was working on a second-degree black belt, and he was on the swim team. And during that time, I would hear on the news of these athletes falling down on the football field or on a basketball court or on a track field and dying, athletes just like my son, athletes who maybe didn't even have a brother who had a heart defect, And so finally, I found out about a free screening. I wish I had known about your free screening, but I didn't. But I found out about one in Waco. And so I went to the screening with my son, and I got a chance to see an echocardiogram of my son's heart, and everything was working perfectly. Everything looked beautiful. And I made it all the way to the parking lot, Michelle, before I burst into tears. It's huge, the emotional weight that's carried behind
2: something like this. We tell our parents whenever they're in the lobby, getting their paperwork completed before the event, so many people are anxious about this. It's a big deal when they understand the testing that they're going to receive. But the peace of mind that comes from knowing that nothing is going on is tremendous.
0: It really is. So I commend you for what you're doing. People who don't have a child with a heart defect, I don't know if they realize how significant this kind of testing is for putting your mind at ease.
2: Exactly. Exactly. We do refer probably two to three percent of the students that we see for suspected conditions that need to be investigated a little further. And to let people know those numbers up front helps them understand that these conditions are rare, but they're not usually caught with traditional methods of looking at youngsters and at teenagers.
0: Right. They're not picked up in a traditional physical that the kids go through, and that's what's so concerning, is that these kids can have an athletic physical every single year. They can see their pediatrician regularly, and they still might miss something that could potentially take their life. That's right.
1: Texas Heart Institute were offering us a mechanical heart, and he said, no, Dad, I've had enough to give it to someone who's worthy. My father promised me a golden dress to
2: swirl it, he held my hand and asked me where I wanted to go.
1: Whatever strife or conflict that we experienced in our long career together was always
0: healed by humor. Heart to Heart with Michael, please join us every Thursday at noon Eastern as
2: we talk with people from around the world who have experienced those most difficult moments.
0: Before the break, we were talking with Championship Hearts Foundation Executive Director Michelle Garcia, but now we'll turn our attention to Lisa Carvor. Lisa, I understand you have a personal reason for being involved with CHF. Can you share your story with us?
1: Yes, of course. My son, Zachary, was diagnosed with HCM the summer after his freshman year in high school. And, you know, like every other parent, August rolls around and I was running around, like crazy, trying to get everything done for my kids to start school. Zachary had just turned 16 and my daughter, Megan, was 14. The summer before, when my son Zach was 15, when we went for his well check, the pediatrician gave us a flyer for Championship Hearts Foundation and told us that because he played sports and was now of the age that he could have his heart screened, She highly recommended that we go to one of the screenings. So I took the flyer and it sat on my desk for an entire year and we didn't do anything. When I took him the summer after he had turned 16, one of the first things the pediatrician asked me was whether or not I had taken Zach for his heart screening because Megan was now old enough for her heart to be screened too. Uh I just can't tell you how horrible I felt telling the pediatrician, no, I had let that flyer sit on my desk for a full year. And I would look at it every once in a while and think, oh, I need to do that. I need to do that. And pretty soon the whole year had flown by. So I did promise the pediatrician that we would definitely make time this year. A month later, Zachary was diagnosed with HCM. I was shocked and honestly... Every time I used to talk to Michelle, I would just break out in tears because I guess the guilt I felt for letting that flyer sit on my desk for that full year. And during that year, Zachary was playing very competitive soccer. He was even going to extra training sessions above and beyond the regular soccer practices. We didn't have any kind of heart disease in our family and He did not have any symptoms. So this took us completely by surprise.
0: So, Lisa, then you're saying that your son's HCM, or for those of you who are not sure what HCM means, I said it at the top of the show, but let me just repeat again, it's hypertrophic cardiomyopathy. And that is where your heart can get enlarged. And sometimes it happens because our kids exercise so much. It can be exercise-induced, but sometimes kids are born with it. So it's just one of those rare conditions, but it can be life-threatening. So Lisa, was that picked up in the screening by the Championship Hearts Foundation?
1: We were actually extremely fortunate that he displayed a heart murmur during his well check, which is not normal that HCM presents with a heart Murmur. I mean, typically the first symptom is cardiac arrest on the playing field. So we were just incredibly lucky that our pe- pediatrician heard a little bit of something that she thought we should get checked out. Mm-hmm. She even said it was probably nothing. And if we were to come back in a couple weeks, it was very likely that she wouldn't even hear it again, that it might have just been a blood vessel kind of sitting where she had her stethoscope or something. So we were incredibly fortunate that Zachary was diagnosed when he was without any kind of incident. He's now 23 years old. And because he was diagnosed, should live a normal, healthy life. When he was diagnosed, he was told to stop playing soccer or really doing anything that would cause stress on his heart. And he was also prescribed a beta blocker to take daily. So if you know about the hypertrophic cardiomyopathy, you can prevent any kind of incident on the playing field. That's the key.
0: Absolutely. Knowledge is the key, <laughs> knowing that there is a potential problem. Yes, there definitely is something that can be done. Having stress on the heart is The number one thing, it is important to know about it beforehand so that you can see taking a beta blocker, you know, can be a good first step. What about your daughter? Did your daughter go through the screening with Championship Hearts Foundation?
1: Well, when Zachary was diagnosed, we were immediately told that my daughter should be checked as well as me and my husband. So all three of us were checked by the cardiologist that diagnosed Zachary. None of us had any kind of heart condition. We later did the genetic testing to determine the gene that was mutated in Zachary. It turned out that his was sporadic, that it was not passed down from either my husband or myself. But we do know now what gene to look for in his children.
0: Right. Absolutely. So you understand the importance of this screening because you could have lost a child.
1: Oh, my gosh. Yes, I feel incredibly lucky every day.
0: Yeah, I can imagine you do. Can you tell us what athletes can expect if they get the screening with CHF?
1: When the athletes come to a screening, Michelle has everything running like a well oiled machine. <laughs> it's so it actually you progress through the system pretty quickly. You start off with paperwork where we gather a brief cardiac health history. Then you're shuttled over to the vitals area where you have your height, weight, and blood pressure taken. From there, you're taken into a room where you will have a 12 lead. EKG. And after that, you go to another room where you will have a limited echocardiogram. And when I say limited, we take about five pictures looking specifically for HCM. If you were to go in for testing with a cardiologist. A regular echocardiogram is about 50 pictures. So this truly is a very limited echocardiogram. Championship Hearts Foundation has determined that they can do a quick screening with just five pictures. And then if they see anything abnormal, can refer you to a cardiologist where you will have more extensive testing done.
0: Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> so it's something yes. that if, you, if they find something, you should probably go in tomorrow to see somebody yes. if you possibly yes. can. Well, Lisa, we know that teenagers often feel invincible and they don't realize the importance of a screening like the one the CHF provides. What advice do you have for parents and teens? You want them to know that this is a very real possibility that somebody could have a problem and not know about it.
1: Yeah, I don't think it's just teens who feel invincible. I think we all suffer from that will never happen to me syndrome. But I can say from personal experience that I felt extremely guilty every time I thought about letting that flyer sit on my desk for an entire year without doing anything. We're all extremely busy, especially when our kids are playing sports in high school All I can say is you have to make time. Just imagine how you would feel if your child goes into cardiac arrest on the playing field because of an undiagnosed heart condition. You do have the power to prevent that by simply taking your child for a free heart screening.
0: Absolutely. And what most people don't realize is that heart defects are the number one birth defect That one in a hundred children is born with a heart defect. Now, luckily, a lot of those heart defects are a simple hole in the heart that will heal on its own. But then there are people like my son that have a much more serious heart defect or like your son who has the HCM and it may not be detected until much later or heaven forbid in an autopsy room. We don't want to have that happen.
1: Great. The Heart of a Father, and Hypoplastic Left Heart Syndrome, a handbook for parents, will help you understand that you are not alone. Visit babyheartspress.com to find out more.
2: You are listening to Heart to Heart with Anna. If you have a question or comment that you would like addressed on our show, please send an email to Anna Jaworski at Anna at
1: hearttoheartwithanna.com. That's Anna at hearttoheartwithanna.com.
0: Now, back to Heart to Heart with Anna. Before the break, we met Lisa Cattarar, a member of the Board of Directors of Championship Hearts Foundation. And in this segment, we'll have Lisa and Michelle Garcia, who is the Executive Director of CHF. So, Michelle, why don't you tell people exactly what they can do, again, and I know we started at the top of the show with this, but... Maybe they forgot and it's getting towards the end of the show. Tell us how people can go to this fabulous gala you have planned.
2: Thank you, Anna. Yes, for folks who want to attend the upcoming gala for Championship Hearts Foundation, go to our website at champhearts.org and follow the icons for Heartbeats and Heroes. There you'll find the links to purchase tickets or perhaps sponsor some portion of the program. Our keynote speaker is Dr. Charles Frazier, and we are just excited beyond belief to hear his words of his vision for pediatric cardiac care here in the central Texas area.
0: Now, can you tell us exactly what city this will be in, Michelle? Because we all know Texas is a pretty darn big state.
2: Sure. Championship Hearts Foundation is based in Austin, Texas, and our event will be held at the Hyatt Regency, Austin, Texas.
0: Okay. And for those of you who are not from Texas, you may not know, Austin is the state capital for Texas, and it's an awesome area to go and visit. I love Austin. Okay, so people can go to the gala. Now, a lot of times when people hear the word gala or gala, they think, oh, that is not something I can afford. How expensive are these tickets, Michelle?
2: It's individual tickets $150, and a couple's ticket, you get a break there, it's $250 for a couple's ticket, and there are opportunities to get a table if you'd like to bring the neighborhood with you.
0: Okay. That sounds like it would be a fun thing for you to go to with your friends. Ladies, it's a chance to get all dolled up. Go get your nails done, go get your hair done, have a real pretty dress on. Go listen to some live music and a fantastic keynote speaker. So this is definitely something that would be very special. Now, is there food served at this as well, Michelle?
2: Of course. This evening we'll start with a cocktail reception at 6 o'clock. We'll move into a dinner at 7 with our keynote speaker awards to some special people here who have helped make our program a wonderful success over the years. We're recognizing an outstanding student volunteer as well as an outstanding community advocate for our heart screenings, and then after Dr. Frazier's keynote address, He will actually be the recipient of our Hero Award this year. So we're looking forward to a very special evening. A silent auction will be going on at the event because, as you know, this is a benefit to raise funds to keep these programs going through Championship Hearts Foundation.
0: Thank you. Thank you, Michelle. That explains it a lot better. I think people have a much better feel now. and. My producer put a little note in my ear. He said, hey, this is a great way to meet new people, too. And he's so right. This is a way to meet other people who are interested in the heart health of Central Texas. I think that's an awesome opportunity for everybody to come together and try and save a life. I mean, really, when you boil it all down, that's the most important part here is that what you're doing with the CHF is a chance to save a life. And I think we all cry tears when we read in the newspapers about athletes who suddenly die because of an undiagnosed heart defect. Wouldn't it be lovely if we never, ever have to read one of those articles again?
2: No, you're absolutely right, Anna. We want to prevent those tragedies on the playing field. We don't want to hear those media accounts of a student losing their life to an undiagnosed heart condition. These heart screenings do save lives.
0: Absolutely. Lisa, you're on the board of directors. What's the most important thing that you feel our listeners need to know about Championship Hearts Foundation?
1: I think it's really important for your listeners to know what a dedicated group of people you have in Championship Hearts Foundation. The doctors who have designed this limited echocardiogram and screening process have done a wonderful job in being able to provide this at a cost that makes it affordable to provide it for free with abnormalities being referred for more in-depth research.
0: Right. I like that this is so affordable to everybody. I mean, free. It doesn't get more affordable than that. What does it cost you? It costs you your time, which there is an expense there, but you don't have to have insurance. You don't have to pay a copay. This is just something that you go and see if your child passes a screening and is doing fine. Or if they say, you know, this could be a false positive, but we think that this is something that deserves more investigation. And that's when you go to see a cardiologist who will do a more in-depth screening. I know that Michelle said, you know, two to 3% of the people who come through actually get referred on. I'd be willing to wager that half of those maybe do have something serious and maybe half of those, it really wasn't anything, but better to be safe than sorry. There maybe could have been something.
1: You're absolutely
2: right. Absolutely.
0: Right. And so we want to make sure that we catch hopefully everybody, that nobody falls through the cracks. And yet this isn't a two-hour exam. This probably takes, what, 30 minutes?
2: Right. The tests themselves take about 20 minutes. You spend more time filling out paperwork and moving from station to station than the tests themselves take. And they are designed to err on the side of caution with regard to those referral numbers. Exactly as you said, we'd rather be safe than sorry to make sure we're not missing something.
0: Right. I want to commend you. How many years has the CHF been in existence, Michelle?
2: Championship Hearts celebrates its 20th anniversary this year. The foundation was formed in 1999 by a group of cardiologists who wanted to give back to the community, and heart screenings began very shortly thereafter for the adolescent population. And it's just been an amazing growth for this community and a wonderful service provided.
0: Absolutely. When my son had his screening in Waco, there was one chance for the whole year. That was it. There was one day. (laughs) So we were the second in line because I was not going to miss a chance for him to have a screening. Does the CHF do ongoing screenings or is it just once a year?
2: We are year-round. The majority of our screenings do occur during the summer. We work with a variety of locations for venues where these screenings can be held, whether it be a clinic or a hospital or a community center or a gymnasium, and we work with folks who have available space on Saturday mornings when our students are out of class. And usually in those clinical settings, then they don't have patients. So we're able to use those empty facilities.
0: Oh, That just sounds wonderful. So it's not just the doctors who are helping out, but it's also some organizations that are lending space for you to do these screenings.
2: That's right. Different size spaces, folks who have the capacity to hold several hundred people. Our screenings are made cost-effective because we do them on a large scale, and we'll see anywhere from 100 to 300 students in a four-hour time frame. So we're operating multiple stations simultaneously, anywhere from four to eight ECG or four to eight echocardiogram stations
0: It sounds to me like you probably need volunteers to help as well. Is there some way that people can volunteer to help you out?
2: Our website's the best place to connect for all of those things. When we have screening availability, the registration process is online for folks to sign up for an arrival time. As well, if you want to volunteer, we'd love to have adults and high school students volunteer at our events. And those opportunities are also available on the website just click to sign up.
0: Okay, great. Well, I wish you both the best of luck with your gala. It sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun. Thank you again for both of you coming on this show. This was so much fun. I really enjoy getting to know you better. So thank you, Michelle. Thank you so much, Anna. And thank you, Lisa, for sharing your own personal story. And I hope your daughter and son continue to thrive. Thank you so much. That does conclude this episode of Heart to Heart with Anna. Thanks for listening today. Find us on iTunes and subscribe. And remember, my friends, you are not alone.
2: Thank you again for joining us this week. We hope you have been inspired and empowered to become an advocate for the congenital heart defect community. Heart to Heart with Anna, with your host Anna Jaworski, can be heard every Tuesday at 12 noon Eastern Time.